You're listening to the Riverwalk, a ministry of Beth River Baptist Church in Winsboro, Louisiana. Thanks for listening. Happy Palm Sunday. Happy Holy Week. Today's message is about dealing with great big changes, changes that change our lives forever. Jesus said these five things to his disciples before his death, burial, and resurrection changed the world forever. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoy. Hey guys, welcome back to Beth River Baptist Church, Church for Home. Thank you for allowing me to come to you this morning from your living room. Thank you for subscribing to this YouTube channel and this podcast. We're going to keep trucking along and keep worshiping from home as long as we have to. Listen, the Bible says where two or three are gathered in my name, I'll be with them also. And I believe that can be through through the telephone, through, through YouTube as well. That being said, I can absolutely not wait until we can meet together in person. I miss all of you, but it will not be long till we can do that. If you have a Bible this morning, this is really important to me. If you have a Bible, I'd like you to find the Gospel of John and turn to John chapter 12. When we're dealing with things like we're dealing today, the words of Jesus, I think it is so important that you see that Jesus said this stuff, not Kevin, not your pastor, not your friend. This comes straight from the Holy Bible and straight from the mouth of Jesus. This video is being debuted on Palm Sunday 2020. The time has came around and it is Palm Sunday. If you know anything about the Christian calendar, and understand this is YouTube, you may not. You may have no idea what Palm Sunday is or Holy Week is, but this is the week. This is the week that we consider to be the most holy week of the year. This is the week that Jesus rode, in, rode into Jerusalem on a donkey, on a colt, and the people waved palms, welcome, welcoming him in as their king. This is the week of the Last Supper. This is the week of the Passover. This is the week that Jesus was crucified. This is the week before Easter. This is a holy week. And I'm so sorry we can't meet in church to worship together this morning. We're going to talk about this. For so long, I have... Never understood this week like I have this year. So let me give you an example. What happened on that Palm Sunday? You find it in John chapter 12, verse 12. If you have a New King James Version or a Bible that has subheadings, you'll see that it's called the triumphal entry. It says, The next day a great multitude that had come to the feast When they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him and cried out, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel. Then Jesus, when he had found a young donkey, sat on it, as it is written, Fear not, daughter of Zion, behold, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. His disciples did not understand these things at first. But when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things were written about him and that they had done these things to him. Therefore, the people who were with him when he called Lazarus out of his tomb and had raised him from the dead bore witness for this reason, the people also met him because they heard that he had done this sign. The Pharisees therefore said among themselves, you see that you were accomplishing nothing Look, the world has gone after him. That's pretty cool stuff for Palm Sunday, right? That's just awesome stuff. What a great Palm Sunday. 
I could just imagine, it says a multitude was there. The Pharisees were like, the whole world has gone after him. This is a big deal. This is Jesus. Now, here's what I always had a hard time understanding. How quick, how quick things change. Because if you want to just turn over a few pages, and I'm going to do it, it's in John chapter 19. John chapter 19, verse 15. Literally, just a few days later, some from this same crowd says, but they cried out, away with him, away with him, crucify him. Pilate said to them, shall I crucify your king? The chief priests answered, we have no king but Caesar. Isn't it amazing? I mean, think about this. This was a span of five days. Five days. The crowds went from calling him Jesus Christ the King. Went from saying Hosanna. Went from waving palm branches to pointing their fingers saying crucify him. Five days. It's just incredible to think about. And I've never understood how such a big change could occur. Really, until this year. Because you see, this happened to us this year. I mean, think about it. One week we're meeting together, and then all of a sudden, without warning, we are homebound. All of a sudden, without warning, we're unable to work. All of a sudden, without warning, some are out of a job. All of a sudden, our conditions have totally changed. We're worshiping from home on Palm Sunday. I don't know how next Sunday's going to go. It's still a question mark. Big changes happen all at once. And this Palm Sunday, this Holy Week, just consider that for a moment. This was the week that changed the world. You think your world was turned upside down about by the coronavirus? Just put yourself in these disciples' shoes. This was the week that changed the world. And by the way, this is not just the Bible that says so. There's several historians, several Jewish historians, several people that aren't believers at all. Go back to this week. This is the week that the whole world was turned upside down. You want to talk about a change? This was the week that everything changed. But I want you to know, the disciples were caught off guard. Pontius Pilate was caught off guard. Judas Iscariot was caught off guard. The, the Roman soldiers were caught off guard. But during this holy week, Jesus was not caught off guard. He knew changes were coming. In John chapter 12, verse 30 through 32, he even knew exactly what was going to happen. He predicted his own crucifixion. I want to tell you today that Jesus isn't caught off guard about anything that's going on. During this Holy Week, he told his disciples a few things to help them cope with the upcoming changes. Think about this. In, in the Gospel of James, I'm sorry, in the Gospel of John, in the Gospel of John, it's only 21 chapters. 21 chapters. And do you know what the majority of it deals with? It really isn't miracles. It really it really isn't, you know, demon possession or anything like that. The majority of it is dealing with what happened at the Lord's Supper. From chapter 12 on is the events of Holy Week. It's dealing with the biggest change that these disciples would ever see. And Jesus just spent a great time comforting his disciples, telling them 
about some things that would not change. And I thought it very appropriate, very appropriate, that this Palm Sunday, a Palm Sunday like I have never experienced before, probably a Palm Sunday like you have never experienced before, and hey, there might not ever be another Palm Sunday like this again, but I want to show you what Jesus said about some things that would never change, some things that Jesus said that will help us cope with change. I've only written down five, and there's probably several more, but all of these took place with Jesus and his disciples at the Last Supper. So we're still in John, and like I said, the, the majority of John deals with what happened during Holy Week. So let's start at the first one I see. It's in John chapter 14. Here's the first thing, how Jesus comforted his disciples during this great time of change. If you're a follower of Jesus, you're a disciple, and I'm a disciple. He said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. And how can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. That is a beautiful thing that Jesus told his disciples to help them cope with the upcoming changes. He said, listen guys, don't let your heart be troubled. Big changes are coming. You are going to hurt. Things are going to be difficult. You're not going to get to meet together with me like you've been doing the last three years. Things are going to be different. But don't let your heart be troubled. For I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life, and no one comes to the Father by me. Listen, church, that has not changed. We might not be able to meet together this Palm Sunday. We, not, we might not be able to meet together next Palm Sunday. We might not be able to meet together this Christmas. But guess what? It does not change that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Listen, and you might not like that. That might really offend you. You may have found this video by accident, and you might be really angry. You might think all roads lead to the same path. You might think that Jesus is the same as Buddha, is the same as Muhammad. And you can be angry all you want to with that. But it's not me that said it. It's Jesus Christ. The words are right here in your Bible in John chapter 14, 1-6. That has not changed. Listen, if you know Jesus, if you know Jesus, it doesn't matter what happens this week. It doesn't matter if you have a diagnosis of coronavirus. It doesn't matter if you have a diagnosis of cancer. It doesn't matter if you go out and get in a car wreck. If you know Jesus, you know the way, you know the truth, and you know the life. That never changes. It never will change whatever happens this week. Jesus said that for a reason. So don't let your heart be troubled. Listen, don't let your heart be troubled. And that's very... Very easier said than done, but Jesus encouraged his disciples to do that. And I'm telling you that that hasn't changed. Hold on to that truth. Please hold on to that truth. But Jesus, he didn't stop there. A few verses down in John chapter 14, verse 16, Jesus makes a promise, something else that hasn't changed. He says, and I will pray the Father 
and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. Man, what a great promise. He is speaking about God's Holy Spirit. He promised that he would send God's Holy Spirit to dwell inside us. He promised that he would not leave us orphans. He promised that he would be there for us. He is not leaving us alone. Listen, it's such a beautiful thing that he's not leaving us orphans. That's something that's not changed. He sent his Holy Spirit down on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2. It's here today in 2020. It's with you at home if you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior. It's with me here in the pastor study. It is with you wherever you are. Jesus is with you. Another part of that is that the world cannot see it. The world doesn't understand it. And that's okay because we're not of the world. All the things we see going on in the world right now, it doesn't make sense to us because we're not of the world. We're not, we're not worldly beings. We are eternal beings. And like Jesus said earlier, he's going to prepare a place for us, a mansion. And praise the Lord, that has not changed. Jesus told us something else that wouldn't change in this John chapter 14 passage. It's the gift of his peace. In John chapter 14, verse 26, once again, talking about the Holy Spirit, he says, but the helper... The Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I've said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Once again, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. He says, I'm sending my Holy Spirit and I'm giving you peace. I'm giving you peace. He's given us a peace, not a worldly peace, not a peace that comes through money. He's given us a peace that surpasses all understanding. I said it a few weeks ago on a YouTube video, and it's still the same same thing. No Jesus, no peace. Man, that has never changed. Don't it make you feel good to know with everything that's changing in the world, I mean, so much changes so fast. You've seen that firsthand. I will tell my children and my grandchildren about the pandemic of 2020 and how it changed everything. But guess what? I will tell them that I had peace that Jesus brings. And I will tell them that that did not change. It did not make my faith falter because the words that Jesus said doesn't change. If you know somebody that knows Jesus, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You know they have a peace that surpasses all understanding. And this surpasses all worldly understanding. We get it. We get it because we have the Holy Spirit in us. We understand it. That's a promise that Jesus gave us, that Jesus gave his disciples. And again, I just love how he says it. He says, guys, I know you're troubled. I know you don't understand what I'm saying. I'm leaving right now. The whole world is just about to go crazy. But don't let your heart be troubled, and don't let it be afraid. Oh, church, oh, YouTube viewer, I want to tell you, don't be afraid. Don't let your heart be troubled. Oh, these changes, it can be uncertain times. But don't be troubled. Don't, let, don't be afraid. Have peace, because Jesus...
promised peace. Well, the question comes, well, Kevin, the the world is going to think I'm crazy. The world doesn't get all this Jesus talk. The world doesn't understand when you talk about the Holy Spirit. The world doesn't understand peace. How can you have peace when when so much craziness is going on in the world today? People are dying. You know, by the time you view view this, there'll be more people will have died from a virus. There'll be more fear. There'll be more scared scare tactics, if you want to say. Or maybe there'll be a real reason to be afraid, and the world doesn't get it. And the world will not like me preaching this sort of thing. The world will be angry at God for inventing sickness. But you know what? Jesus promised something too. Listen, the world has always hated Christians. The world has always had a problem with Jesus. And that hasn't changed. And Jesus took that into account and he told his disciples that. Before he left, he said in John chapter 15, verse 18, he says, If the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. Yet because you were not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Just want to take this as an opportunity to tell you that if you're a Christian and you're doing everything right and you're trying your best and you just don't understand why the world seems to be coming against you, it's never changed. The world has always came against Christians. The world hated Jesus. The world crucified Jesus. And that's because everything that the world stands for, Jesus stood against. Jesus stood for peace. Jesus stood for love. Go read the Gospel of John. It would just be a great opportunity while you're at home in quarantine to get in the Word and read about Jesus. And listen, that that hasn't changed. The more you make a stand for Jesus, the harder the world will come against you. But remember, Jesus said, don't let your heart be troubled. Hey, you know what? If the world hates me, so be it. The world's a crazy, chaotic place. And I'm reminded every single day that I don't belong in the world. This world's not my home. And listen, I hope that it's not your home. And here's the truth. The world's not anybody's home. If we have a hundred years, that's not very long on the scale of eternity. And you know, you know as well as I know that, that this isn't it. We know that when we pass away, there's something else that hasn't changed either. There's a hunger inside you. There's a hole in your heart. And this Holy Week is a time to think about that. This week isn't about Easter bunnies. This week isn't about Easter eggs. This week is about Jesus, the cross, and salvation. You know, when I think about the Holy Week, when I think about Palm Sunday, when I think about Passover, so much happened in this week. It's so much history and you mean you can go to you can go to Israel and you can see where all this took place. Listen, it really happened. This this isn't something that's made up. This all really happened. You know, the the question is is what do you believe and why do you believe it? Who do you believe Jesus was and why did he die? What's so unique about this week to me? What's so unique about Jesus? Jesus chose to go to the old rugged cross. He gave his life a sacrifice for you and me. He came in as a king on that donkey, but he died. He died a gruesome death on an old rugged cross for you and me. 
And I want to turn your attention to this. And think about this, this Good Friday. When Jesus was betrayed, when Jesus, right before he was betrayed in the garden, right before he was being led off to his crucifixion, I want you to turn to John chapter 17. And I want you to see the last thing that Jesus did. is in John chapter 17, verse 20. Some of the last words that he recorded. You know, we, we pray to Jesus, and we should. And we take requests to Jesus for ourselves. But did you know Jesus prayed for us? This is the kind of Savior that I worship. This is the kind of Savior that died for you, that died for me. It's Jesus praying, not for his disciples that were with him, but for his disciples who were to come. It was him praying for Beth River Baptist Church. In John chapter 17, verse 20, he says, I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. And they all may be one, as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me, and the glory which you gave me I have given them, that they may be one, just as we are one, I in them, and you in me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that you have sent me, and have loved them, as you have loved me. Father, I desire that they also whom you gave me may be, with, may be where I am, that they may behold my glory, which you have given me. For you love me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, the world has not known you, but I have known you, and these have known that you sent me. I have declared to them your name and will declare it, that the love with which you love me may be in them and I in them. Talk about something that doesn't change. The love that Jesus has for all believers does not change. The love that he has for us and his desire. His desire to just adopt the whole world. His desire that you would come to a relationship with him. That does not change. He loves you. He really does. In a world that is so loveless, in a world that is so dark, one thing that does not change is the love of Jesus for his children. Once again, the last words that John recorded before Jesus' betrayal was a prayer for you and a prayer for me. The world, I'm going to be honest, the world will probably never be the same again. I remember what it was like before 9-11. You used to could walk with your family right to the gate of an airplane, not no more. And things are different now. Being and things were different after this happened. Big changes happen all the time. They do. But for the believer, our hearts don't have to be troubled. Jesus said it at least twice. He said, don't let your heart be troubled, guys. Don't worry about it. Just don't worry about it. It's going to be okay. Because this stuff doesn't change. My love for you doesn't change. Your salvation is going to be there I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. Don't worry about it. It's not going to change. Everything around you might change. 
Listen, he may come back tomorrow. I cannot tell you how many times I've sat in a church service and I've said, hey, we might not ever have another invitation again. The, the Lord could come back. I never thought the last invitation I gave in church would have been the last one for the last few weeks at least. This could be the last YouTube video you ever watch. This could be the last Palm Sunday that you ever hear the gospel. This might be the last Easter weekend you ever have. The world will change. One day, mom and dad won't be there. One day, you won't be here. One day, brother Kevin won't be here. So listen, I'm imploring you to grab on to the things that don't change. Grab on to the thing that does not change. And that is a relationship with Jesus Christ. It does not change. I'm praying, I'm praying for you this morning that you will realize that a relationship with Jesus is the only sure thing this world has to offer. And it's out of this world. It's the best thing in the world is a relationship with Jesus. Once again, God's plan of salvation. ABC, admit, believe, confess. Admit you're lost. Admit something's missing in your life. Admit that, that you need a Savior. Admit that, that you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Admit that, that when you lay your, your head on your pillow tonight, and if you didn't wake up, you don't know what would happen. Admit that. Admit that, that you're not worthy to stand in front of a holy God. Admit that you're a sinner. If you get that far, then you realize you need what you don't have. Be. Believe. Believe. John finished his gospel out saying, I've written this so that you may believe. Jesus prayed that, that you would believe. He prayed that you would believe. So believe. Believe that's why Jesus came. Believe that Jesus is who he said he was. Believe that he did die for you. Don't just believe that he died on a cross. Hey, a lot of atheists believe that. But believe that he died for you. Accept him as your Savior and confess him. Confess him. Simple prayer. Lord, I know I'm lost. I know you died for my sins. I accept you as my Savior. Holy Spirit, come in and let me start over. Be born again. Start over today, this Palm Sunday. And if you do that, please, I want to hear from you. Email us brbcliddyville at gmail.com. And don't wait. Don't wait. Start following him. Be baptized and start being active in a church. Whether it's online, whether it's in person, I believe we're going to come through this. So like always, I'm going to dismiss this morning in a prayer. And I hope you have a great Holy Week. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for giving us the opportunity, Lord, to to worship together. Lord, even though we're not together in person, thank you for giving us an ability to study your word together. Thank you for being a Savior that loves us. Thank you for being a Savior that died for us. Thank you for being the way, the truth, and the life, Lord. Lord, I pray if anybody is watching this video, whenever the time may be, Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit has spoken to them. Lord, I pray your Holy Spirit has convicted them, and I pray that they would give their life to you. And Lord, I pray that they would realize that in a world full of changes, that a relationship with you never changes. Lord, I love you. I love Beth River Baptist Church. Lord, I pray that, that this virus, this pandemic would pass, and I pray we would get to meet together in person. Lord, thank you so much for dying on the cross for me and for everybody I know. Lord, please give us boldness to share this message with the world. And Lord, thank you. Thank you once again for being the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, amen, guys. Happy Holy Week.
Thanks for listening to the Riverwalk today. I hope you enjoyed today's message. I hope you have a great Holy Week and a great Easter. I can't wait to record another message. I also want you to know that starting last Wednesday, every Wednesday morning at 7 a.m., you will hear some words of wisdom at 7 a.m. every Wednesday. Just a little short devotional from me. Uh, So tune in for that. Hope you have a great week.